Welcome to the MOD Report. This is the show where we talk all things HR and the crazy things we go through in the hospitality industry. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Giffen. And today I want to talk about Cal OSHA, Emergency COVID-19 Prevention Regulations. All right. Well, welcome to this. Um, I feel like I want to record a podcast unscripted episode because leave it to government um, as much as I enjoy government and politics and labor law and all that great stuff. But leave it to Kel Osha to tell us that Effective Monday, November 30th, employers have to have in place certain COVID-19 prevention regulations, but not release their fact page until December 1st. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't make any freaking sense whatsoever. You tell me that I got to be in compliant on November 30th, but Cal OSHA, we're not going to release that information until the next day for you to be compliant the day prior. So now you're out of compliance legally. I don't know. It's mind-boggling to me. That being said, this is an unscripted episode. So I'm going to do my best to keep this short, uh, entertaining, because I'm quite an entertaining person, I like to think, and to kind of guide us through what the hell Kalosha is telling us to do, particularly as employers. And I want to talk about from the employee perspective, what protections you have. Do you have any protections here in the state of California? Now, again, I know this podcast is global and I have a lot of listeners throughout Europe and even South America, which I love you. I love you. Keep listening. Um, But this episode could still help you. And those around the United States outside of California, you know how the old saying goes, if California passes some sweeping labor law regulation, it's very likely that federal government will eventually follow suit. Now, maybe not anytime soon, but you know, it's just something to keep an eye out open for. So let's get to it. First and foremost, what I would like to know as an employee as and an employer is what happens if an employee, you know, tests positive for COVID and they have to go out. They, they can't come to work physically, even at home. They can't work from home because of, um, because of their, Um, because of the illness and the symptoms that they're getting from COVID. Do I need to pay them? Do I need to pay my employees their full wages and salary should they go out on COVID-19? And the answer is yes. Yes, full pay, full wages, full regular salary for not doing diddly squat. This is what we call paid leave. The regulation mandates that employers that um, that have an employee who has COVID exposure or even has COVID cases uh, and have to go home need to be paid their full earnings. So um, I want to also, before I go any further, I should have said this earlier, You can, I'm pulling this stuff, folks, directly from the state of California Department of Industrial Relations website. That's dir.ca.gov. Coming directly from them uh, under their Cal OSHA page. 
And I want to make very clear that if you're an employer who chooses not to follow any of these regulations and you have an employee blow the whistle and file a complaint with OSHA, OSHA will investigate. Now, albeit I'm pretty sure if I had to take a guess that they are pretty overwhelmed. And so this investigation could potentially drag on and on. If any experience that I can share with you from my prior um, experience in dealing with OSHA is these investigations could take well over six to 12 months to close. Um, So just a heads up there. My guess is given COVID, probably longer. So that's number one. Employers must provide paid leave to impacted employees of COVID-19. So that's pretty uh, substantial, something that you want to keep in mind. What else do I need to pay my employees for? Or if I'm an employee, what am I entitled to? And the answer for the next one is that the time that employees spend getting tested is considered compensable time. You must compensate employees for using their time to go get tested. Now, of course, you need to, ideally, if you know employees are having to go get tested during regular working hours, that is when you pay for that. However, if they choose to do it on their own time, that's another story. So um, that's the next one. So compensate for any time that your employee is spent getting tested. And I guess an example here is like, if there's a COVID outbreak that happens at your workplace, there's a COVID outbreak, all employees need to get tested. That means you close the business down. Yes, you heard me right. You close your freaking office down and you go get these employees tested. That's what you need to pay them for. I just mentioned the word outbreak and OSHA, Cal OSHA specifically, um, defines what what determines an outbreak. So um, an outbreak is considered really three that there are three or more, three or more COVID-19 cases that have occurred within a 14-day period. So if you have three COVID cases that test positive within 14 days, that, my friends, is an outbreak. And under Cal OSHA, who sets the minimum standard, the minimum standard, that is how they define it. If you are part of a county, if you are part of a county or even a city that is more strict in the law, you must abide by that county or law. Again, California sets the foundational law, but if a county or state wants to go a step further, they have that prerogative and you must abide by the regulation that is more strict or another way to put it, that is most advantageous to the employee. So again, an outbreak, that is how that is defined. There are three or more COVID cases within 14 days. So um, you'll notice on page, if you're looking at the California uh, OSHA webpage, um, on page two of the facts page under the DIR website, there's a link that employers can download um, for a template to use as an outline in beginning to prepare a written COVID-19 prevention plan because this new regulation, folks, requires employers to have a written 
COVID-19 prevention plan. Similar to your um, injury illness prevention program, that plan that you have written out, it's probably like 100,000 pages and it details every scenario possible that may or may not occur at your workplace. That required document that you're supposed to have, this is just like it, but it's its own separate document as a COVID-19 prevention plan. You are required to have it and you are required to make it specific for your business because every business is different, whether your hospitality, an educational facility, a professional office, it is unique and you have, to, because the template is generalized. I'm looking at it right now and it's a generalized template. So you will need to ideally um, hire an attorney or even an HR professional or an HR consultant who can help you through this because if you're not familiar with it, it is a generalized template. And if you don't dot your I's and cross your T's, OSHA will come after you eventually. So keep that in mind. Make sure you get that prevention program in place. And so they, they go through all of the requirements and regulations that are needed for that. Again, um, you're out of compliance already. If you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about right now, you're out of compliance um, as of November 30th, even though they released this information December 1st. I know, I know. Welcome welcome to my world of what I do for a living and... and uh, doing human resources. This is why HR is such a valuable resource because uh, we can quickly, quickly pivot and get this done very quickly. Um, let me see. Let me see. I'm scrolling here. I'm scrolling the DIR website, seeing uh, what other fun stuff there is. Um, you know, you have to communicate this, by the way, these regulations to your employees. So they have uh, access to them um, and that these workplace uh, policies that you are creating must be distributed to your employees. So you have to communicate it to them and give them this information. Now, what happens if there's an outbreak? Again, that outbreak being defined as three positive tests in the last 14 days, you are required, you are required to give all employees that have had potential exposure to that employee who tested positive, you must give them a notice that they were potentially exposed to it to allow them ample time, of course, to go and get tested and to take care of themselves. And again, should they test positive and they need to be quarantined for 14 days or now as of today, the CDC, the time of this recording is now saying 10 days, but OSHA says 14 Um which is more strict. So we're going to follow OSHA. We do 14 days, not what the federal government says because it's not as strict. So 14 days, we go into that quarantine. That employee must be paid their full wages. All right. Um, hey, here's probably um, uh, the most controversial, I guess, for some businesses. And I don't want to politicize this uh, too much. But it does get frustrating for me, particularly if uh, I'm getting phone calls uh, for help uh, from clients, uh, potential clients, or even employees, employees who are asking me for help, who don't know what their legal rights are. When it comes to workplace safety in the office, folks, listen up, business owners and leaders, don't make me start lecturing you on ethics and morals. Um, because at the end of the day, that should be your guiding compass and your true north. Your true north 
Your True North is protecting the health and safety of all human beings under your domain. So if you are employing these people, it is your ethical and moral obligation to ensure their safety. I don't care about what political affiliation you are a part of, what religion you belong to. At the end of the day, when it comes to humanity and protecting ourselves and one another, humanity says that your ethical and moral compass should be to create a safe, healthy work environment. And listen, you don't need to agree with me on that statement, but you know who will back me up? Cal OSHA. Cal OSHA will back me up because that is their mission. Their mission, as well as the federal government, OSHA's mission is to ensure a healthy and safe work environment for all Americans. So with that being said, let me jump off that horse for a moment and tell you that if you require your employees to report to the office, you must abide by physical distancing, face coverings, and other types of protocols. That means, my friends, in the workplace, you are required to wear a face covering over your nose and mouth. And if you don't agree with it, that's cool. Then don't make your employees come into work because it is their protection, their safety that is of the utmost importance. So what am I saying here? I am saying that one, Cal OSHA agrees with me. And in fact, oh my gosh, breaking news here. As the employer, you are required to provide face coverings should an employee request it. Or, or, or you need to reimburse. You need to reimburse employees for face coverings. That is the law. That is the law in the state of California. So if an employee comes to you and wants reimbursement for a face covering so that they can wear it at work, that is the law. Moreover, should an employee choose not to wear a face covering at work, and potentially expose others around them, you are in violation of the law. And Cal OSHA will come after you. And you know why Cal OSHA will come after you? Because employees are going to start filing complaints now that this is law as of November 30th, as of four days ago at the time of this recording. So keep that in mind. Moreover, outside of face coverings and reimbursing or providing those face coverings, you need to provide physical distancing to those employees. You know how this works. Six feet of distance from one another, okay? Whenever there's any kind of movement, such as in the hallway, et cetera, um, if, if an employee crosses one another in the hallway, you're not in violation there. It's, it's temporary, but I'm talking like permanent cubicles, permanent offices and seating, et cetera. That's what that looks like. Okay, but you need to have that six foot distance. You need to have barricades up, right? A, a, a cleanable, a cleanable solid partition. That is how the, the Cal OSHA standards are defining it. You need to maximize the amount of air to the extent feasible. So open your windows, open your doors to your office building, get some airflow in there. Once again, there is an exception to this, and that is if the poor outside air quality based off of the department of the AQI is 100 or greater, you do not need to open those doors. Otherwise, you need to do that. So 
Um, there's a lot of other standards and, you know, I'm 16 minutes into this podcast and, and I think those are the most critical that you need to do right now. And that is get your preventive prevention COVID protocols in writing up and running. Number one, number two, employees are entitled to pay leave, paid leave. Should they contract COVID and need to stay at home? Okay. Those are the most important. Number three, reimbursable expenses for face coverings. Number four, making sure that you are wearing those face coverings. And if you are not wearing face coverings in the office, that is in violation. And of course, you're probably saying to yourself, well, I have a medical exemption. I went to my doctor, et cetera. Um, I'm not an attorney. I can't, I, I, I can't speak to that. I, all I know is I'm telling you from an HR perspective, um, I get it, we'll accommodate if you don't wear a face mask because you are able to prove through legitimate documentation that we will request and are allowed to request under the law, as long as we're abiding by HIPAA standards and if you fail to produce that, you can be terminated. Then that being said, I will accommodate as best as possible. And if the business cannot accommodate and cite business necessity and have to temporarily furlough you, then that is what will happen. So just keep that in mind because at the end of the day, the greater of the good of the rest of the employees is of concern, not just of one individual. I know, I know some of you are probably upset with me, um, but what can I say? That's that's the law. Um, your, vote for your assemblyman, vote for your assemblywoman, your senator for the state of California. These are the people, folks, that are passing these regulations, which means if you're more concerned about what's happening at the federal level um, and you are more versed in who's running for president than you are with your local assembly member, if you don't know who that is, um, that's a problem because that person uh, is impacting your life more than the federal government, believe it or not. I'm not politicizing it. I'm stating a fact. That is how we work in the state of California. Um, so start getting involved, get to know your local politicians, your local city council members, because these are the people that are writing these laws and are appointing officials to Cal OSHA. So I get it. It's super frustrating. Some of this stuff I'm reading and I'm not even going to bring it up is very frustrating. And I'm like, what the heck? Are you serious? How am I supposed to do this as the employer? Are you got to be kidding me? But you got to do it or weigh the consequences and pay the fines or jeopardize your ethic and moral compass. It's up to you. So with that, I hope this podcast was helpful. Again, I want to encourage you since I just summarized a massive document that's all government legalese type stuff, I highly encourage you to visit dir.ca.gov and um, I think the sub, what do you call it? The subheaders, the sub, I don't know what you call it, but it's COVID-19 facts page dir.ca.gov COVID-19 facts page. That's what you're looking at. So again, thank you for tuning in everyone. Uh, I do appreciate it. I know this was probably like a Debbie Downer episode or perhaps it wasn't. I hope it was very informative and helpful. So of course, if you found it helpful, please tell your friends, tell your frenemies, give me a like wherever you listen, subscribe. I'm all over the place, whether it is through Apple, iTunes, uh, Google, I mean, heck, you could even listen to me on Amazon, Echo, um, Pandora, Spotify. My goodness, I, I, I don't even know. Uh, just all over the place. Must have a good producer. So yeah, 
Uh, keep subscribing. Keep listening. Send me your questions. Send me your questions. Send me your ideas. You know, you can go visit enospire.com and you can reach out to me there, folks. So send me some information. Um, if you have a question, I can respond to it on a future show. I could even send you a personal email. I read every email. I read every text, everything, and I personally respond to those. So, uh, so reach on out. All right. That's a enospire.com, enospire.com, or better yet, you can just do ryangiffen.com and it will bring you to enospire. So ryangiffen.com works as well. Hey everyone, hang in there, hang in there, do good work. Uh, do the best you can, and we will see you next time.